where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. And then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all of the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you, I will give their glory and all this authority, for it's been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. But Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, and throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Breaking news. Jesus Christ, Savior of the world and leader of the disciples of Christ on earth, bests the devil. Jesus, Son of God, was tempted by the devil in the wilderness for 40 days. He ate nothing in that time, but was filled with the Holy Spirit. Though he was famished, Jesus persevered against the devil's numerous temptations until the devil departed from him. As of press time, Jesus still reigns. The way journalists traditionally report a news story, either uh, in a newspaper or online or on TV or on the radio, is to get all the basic, most important information out first, in the first paragraph. Try to answer the who, where, what, when, and why right away, because some folks will stop reading after the headline in the first paragraph. If they're interested in the details, they'll stick around for the rest of the story. Luke presents his gospel account of Jesus a bit like a news report to a man called Theophilus. He begins the gospel this way. Since many have undertaken to set down an orderly account of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed on to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the word, I too... This is Luke. I, too, decided after investigating everything carefully from the very first to write an orderly account to you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the truth concerning the things about which you have been instructed. Luke 
wants to give us the best and most orderly account of the story of Jesus as he heard it from the eyewitnesses. The reason being that we need to know the truth about the things in which we have been instructed. As modern-day disciples of Jesus, we need to hear the stories of Jesus because they serve as a faithful inspiration to we who follow him, lo, these many years later. Here, by the power of the very same Holy Spirit that accompanied Jesus into the wilderness where he battled the devil, God speaks to us, encourages us, ministers to us as we face hardships, and devils in the wilderness. And it is God's word and promise that overcomes the devils every time. In this morning's gospel reading, Luke, our faithful investigative reporter, gives us the headline and the crucial details of the good news of Jesus, and Jesus Christ. For the next six weeks of Lent leading to Easter, we will walk with Jesus and his disciples through Luke's gospel on the way to Jesus's death and resurrection. Jesus will share many stories and parables which inspire us to imagine the world alive as the kingdom of God and encourage us to live as children of God at home in God's beloved community. Today we start with Luke's captivating lead. His story of the hour uh, hooks us with devils and angels, death-defying heights, kingdoms, and a temple, glory, power, drama, excitement. It sparks our curiosity, and it should keep us coming back to hear the rest of the story. Luke quickly and with great impact gives us a lot of very important details that tell us almost everything we need to know to inspire our confidence in Jesus as our leader through this wilderness journey. He is strong. Even though he was famished, having lasted weeks with no food, Jesus did not cave to the temptations of Jesus to eat, to escape, to take another way out. And the source of his strength is beyond him from the Holy Spirit and the truth of the gospel. He is brave. He does not back down from the devil, but counters him on every attack. He is wise. Even under extreme pressure and in dangerous circumstances, Jesus uses his deep understanding of the Bible to answer every one of the devil's temptations. And he is consistent and powerful even when he is vulnerable. These details assure us that we can follow Jesus, that he is worthy of the trust in which we have placed in him. We can be confident as we set out in our own various wildernesses that our guide, our teacher, our shepherd, our savior knows what he is doing. And he will take care of us. We will make it to the other side, beloved. We will emerge from the wilderness, and this is good to know when heading out on a trip through the unknown. Wilderness is part of life, isn't it? Maybe you feel like you're in the wilderness right now. Going through a major health issue is definitely wilderness. 
We try to get as prepared as we can with information. We get supplies and, and medicines and healthy practices, doctors and nurses to guide us through. But there's no escaping the fact that it is a wilderness. And there is much that is unknown and uncertain. And that can be exhausting. Jesus' time in the wilderness made him famished. Maybe you feel like the wilderness is calling to you. When we know we are about to take a big risk in life, there is wilderness. It could be in a relationship. There is much wilderness in romantic relationships, in the parent-child relationships. There is much wilderness in friendships, on our careers, or uh, making decisions about schools. There is wilderness. A job change or unemployment or a promotion, that comes with wilderness. Jesus enters the wilderness as he began his adult ministry on earth. Before the disciples, before the crowds and the healings and the cross, he went through the wilderness. Sometimes we sense that in order to get to where we think God is calling, that we have to pass through the wilderness. And sometimes we feel a strong call, a deep desire to do what we've always dreamed of, to make a, a radical change in life, to finally get serious about doing what must be done. Maybe it's a hunger. Time in the wilderness created in Jesus a deep hunger, a longing. It was in this time of really intense pining that Jesus was tempted with shortcuts or just giving up. The universal reality of being in the wilderness is that we are vulnerable. But embracing vulnerability, heading out boldly into the wilderness while the definition is full of uncertainty and risk and emotional exposure, it is also the path to love, to belonging, to growth, creativity, courage, confidence positive change. There is much fruit and beauty to discover in the wilderness. We discover in the words of Christopher Robin to Winnie the Pooh that I heard just yesterday that you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Vulnerability in the wilderness is the life journey of the followers of Jesus. We face the wilderness when we know we must risk something big for something good. And that is the call that Jesus extends to the whole world. Risk something big, very big, your very life, for eternal life in the family of God. There is indeed a great deal that threatens us amidst the wilderness of life. There is pain, the hunger, the grief that comes with loss taking risks and then failing, it taking longer perhaps than expected for things to work out or things simply not working out as planned. Through the dangers, anxieties, stresses, and fear which we must pass, temptations creep quietly in or sometimes they just rush in like a tsunami. Jesus faced the devil at every turn in order to be the savior of creation. 
He was tempted with caving to his hunger, to numbing his pain, to seizing power the worldly way, turning his back on his purpose. But part of the value of embracing the vulnerability and the risk of the wilderness is getting a good picture of what exactly our temptations are in the wilderness. Where are you tempted to flee when you are famished? When you are hungry or lonely or scared or exhausted or feeling out of control? What sneaks in offering a quick escape? Or what comes crashing in, dragging you down before you knew how low you were? Jesus went through the wilderness, but even he was not alone. He was joined by the Holy Spirit. Luke made sure that we knew that Jesus went through the wilderness so that we know that we too can and even must face the wilderness. And so that we know we do not face it alone. Jesus is our guide. He has traveled this path many times. I imagine him the wise and kind of weird sage guide who takes us through uh, the strange journey, through the dark woods and the shadowy valleys, the treacherous, treacherous peaks and the dry deserts. And all the while, Jesus is singing a familiar tune to keep us moving, to comfort us through many dangers, toils and snares I have already come. And tis grace that's brought us safe thus far. Grace will lead us home. And so it is. For he's traveled this wearisome road many a time, and each time he carries the precious cargo of every soul safely to green pastures, to still waters, the promised land of peace. So we have begun the wilderness season of Lent. Our bags are packed, but we're leaving them behind. For on this journey, we walk with Jesus, the living word, the word of hope and promise and the assurance and grace that will provide us just, just what we need, more than what we need to make it. And as always, we do not walk alone. Breaking news. Jesus brings peaceable, heavenly kingdom to earth. And his Holy Spirit leads all of his children there to safety. And it is good. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.